We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Bardwell. To hear more, please use our media player at PCAChurch.com and join us every Sunday at 1030 at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City. Now join us for the following message. Today. You ever had a day where everything's going wrong? Can't find my glasses, so I'm wearing these. I forgot to wear my man strength shirt today, and I told some of the guys to wear them, and I didn't wear mine. I forgot to, to tell about six people about seven different things, and I know God's going to have something perfect in his word. Every time all this happens, the enemy fights like a, like a crazy man. I know God's got something for you and for me in the service. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, I think Mr. Doug Stone's fired up, don't you? I was, I was shocked he was so fast. I wasn't ready. Uh, he said, I'm going to try to keep it to less than 30 minutes, and he did. And so uh, I, was, I was really shocked. I'm like, he can't be finished. Because he had all, on iPad, he goes, it's full, Pastor. I don't think I'm going to be able to get all this in there. I'm like, that's okay. Take as long as you want. So thank you. God bless you. And God's firing up a lot of people in our church. And, and God's going to get you fired up. And been preaching about fired up. How God's using the word to fire men and women up so that we can live on fire for God. Jonathan Edwards was a great preacher of the gospel and people would talk about him preaching but yet his vision was so bad he literally had to have his papers this close to just stand and read them. And it was said because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon his life men would come just to watch a man burn. Isn't that amazing? I want to be on fire for God, don't you? I want to get fired up. In our society today we're all about the experience. Fired up experience. We all want to have an experience. We have 3D experiences, and boy, those are wonderful. But now it's gotten even crazier because it's 4D experience. And now we want to have what is called immersion experiences to where now it's not only that, but they, like if you go watch something and it's raining and whatever you're watching, it's raining on you too at the same time. Immersion, fusion experiences. We have experiences in every part of life. God gave us a gift called experience. It's there for a reason. We even have cars that have caught on to this, the ultimate driving experience. But shouldn't the ultimate experience be in the house of God, be in the presence of God? The what a fusion, what a 4D experience there. Because we've got the 3D here, but there's a fourth dimension working that you and I cannot see. Right now, the Holy Spirit's touching your heart, opening your mind, touching my life, touching yours, doing things that no man can see and no man can feel but you and me and God. Wow, what a powerful place to be in. And that's where we are right now. The question today is, do you experience God? Do you experience God? I have found God is always speaking I'm not always listening or hearing, but God is always speaking. God is always guiding, but we're not always following. God is always getting involved in our lives, helping us. We have the Holy Spirit. He is called the helper. And yet sometimes we don't ask for help. God is an experienced God. Today I want to talk about a man who had an experience with God. His name was Moses. Moses was born in a very difficult time. The Egyptians were ruling. The Hebrews were in bondage. Moses was born at a time that there was a decree to kill all the babies that were of Hebrew birth. 
And so Moses' mother took him and put him in a basket and, and hid him in the reeds in the Nile River to save his life. Uh, Pharaoh's was, daughter was coming down, uh, sounding, took him back. And of all the Hebrew women that she could find to take care of such an infant baby, she found Moses' mother. Isn't that amazing? What an experience. That of all the Hebrew women, she found Moses' mother to come and take care of Moses. She didn't know that, but that's how God does things. What an experience. So his mother was able to raise him actually in the palace. He didn't know that she was his mother. So Moses had the best of everything. He had the best education. He had the best kind of cuisines. What an experience living in a palace. He had the best kind of training because they were grooming him to be the next leader over Egypt. Everything in his life was the best. He had the best experiences, the best clothing, the best chariot in town, everything. One day he's going through, he sees an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. Something riled up inside of him. He looks around. He doesn't see anybody. So he rises up and he kills the Egyptian and he buries him in the sand. However, somebody saw something. They went to Pharaoh and told him and so he had a decree out. There's a murderer and his name's Moses. So at 40 years of age, Moses takes his family and he flees. 40 years of age. He flees to the desert. What an experience. A fugitive at 40. I was thinking about that. How many of us, when we turned 40, I know I did, kind of took an evaluation of my life, kind of said, okay, I'm 40 years of age. Did I think this is where I would be when I turned 40? Is this where I thought I would be in life when I turned 40? But when I was a teenager, I had no thoughts of being in the ministry. Uh, I thought I was going in a whole different direction. I had a whole life headed off in this direction, and then, then something changed. And I'm 40, and yeah, Moses think of, wow, 40, and, and here I am, a fugitive, and I take my family and run into the desert. A desert is a very lonely place. It's very hot. There's snakes that'll bite you, kill you. There's cactus that'll stick you, hurt you. Everything in the desert either hurts or kills. Everything. And yet, if you look at the Hebrew, the word desert means to speak. Wow. Isn't that amazing? God had to get Moses out of this immersion experience of Egypt, get him out all by himself in a desert, so that he could speak to him and Moses listen. You see, I believe God was speaking to Moses in Egypt, but he probably wasn't listening. I believe God's speaking to all of us all of the time, but we're just not always listening. We're immersed in our lives. We're immersed in all kinds of other experiences, and we're not really listening to God because we're listening to everything else. And God gets him in the desert so he can speak to him and experience God. Have you ever felt like you were in a desert? I have. I have felt all alone in the middle of a church service. I have felt all alone in the middle of conventions. I have felt all alone in New York City. 
You don't have to be all alone to feel all alone. Sometimes you can feel all alone and everybody's around you. God puts you in that desert moment to get you alone. Sometimes it's your health that'll cause you to get isolated. Been there, done that. You can see the evidence of it. I got to tell you, it doesn't take long once you're alone and you're taking some painkillers to get depressed. Oh, my life's a sorry thing. I feel so sorry for myself. And you can start getting that kind of voice when you're talking. And yeah, it doesn't take long to go downhill quick. Yeah. Why aren't more church people saying they're praying for me? I'm always there for them, and where are they here for me? And such silliness. Oh, man. And you do the same thing. Get all by yourself. Your health all of a sudden gets you isolated. Maybe it's not your health. Maybe you're isolated from your family, friends. Maybe it's some kind of a situation in life. Maybe it's a divorce. I don't know that's isolated you. Maybe you've lost a great friend. I mean, God has all kinds of ways to get us in desert situations. But I believe the best thing that can happen in the desert is all of a sudden now God can speak and we listen. Yeah, yeah. Because God can all of a sudden have precedent over all the other activities that are going on in our lives. Sometimes he just says this, be still and know that I'm God. And maybe you're like me, you never are still, I'm not. The last few weeks, I'm telling you, God got me fired up in the bed. <laughs> I mean, I'm laying there, pillows all around me. I'm on some serious pain medication, and God's speaking to me. You may say, Pastor, that's hallucinations. No, <laughs> that's the Holy Spirit. God got me alone. He got me quiet because he said, hey, listen, Pastor, I'm going to start taking this church in a different direction, and I need you to listen because I'm going to give you direction. I want you to follow it. Then I want you to tell the church what they're going to do, and I'm going to see God do great things in you and me. Why? Because we're listening to God. Come on. We're listening. Yeah. What an experience. Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So it's been 40 years in the desert. He was 40 years old when he went to the desert. Now he's 80 years old. I'm sure he's really evaluating his life because now he's working for his father-in-law. Uh, can you, most men think, oh man, what a failure. <laughs> Can't get hired by anybody. Father-in-law, his wife probably had to go, dad, please hire him. Nobody else will hire him. He's, he's a murderer. You know, he's wanted man. Uh, yeah, he's working for his father-in-law, tending sheep in a desert. There's not much to eat in the desert. But this burning bush, I'm sure in the desert he had seen lots of fires because of heat combustion. Things just catch on fire for no reason in the desert. And so I'm sure he's seen lots of these little fires in the desert, but this time something's different. The, the flames are burning this bush, but it's not being consumed. It's just continuing to burn and continuing to burn. And the Bible says that it was actually an angel of the Lord. He thought it was a fire. God says, I'm sending an angel to talk to you. Sometimes what we see is not really what's going on. Sometimes you may think, well, I'm in a desert place because of my finances, my health, 
my situation, my spouse, my kids, my friends, my job, whatever it may be. But God's going, it's really not that. I, I've got you in a desert place. I've sent an angel to speak to you. I'm just trying to get your attention. You see, sometimes God has to go to drastic measures to get your attention and to get my attention. I believe God whispers in a still small voice, don't you? But sometimes we don't hear a small voice. I believe God may say to me, hey, pastor, hey, pastor, and I just keep walking. And then all of a sudden, God just goes, hey, pastor, slap you down. Yeah, because I've got something to say to you, but you're not listening, so stop for just a minute. And all the moms in the house know what I'm talking about, right? I'm not talking about the kids. I'm talking about your husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm getting annoyed. It's getting anointed right about now. What an experience. So how do you react when you're in the desert? Do you ask why? Lord, why? Why is this happening? How did I get here? <laughs> what could have been happening in my life by now? Or maybe we just shout out at God, fix it now. Fix it now. And maybe God's going, I don't need to fix it now. I need you to listen. I need you to hear because God is always speaking. He's always guiding. He's always helping. But he's always pursuing. And he's always wanting to get our attention. And this time, Moses responds. I hear people all the time say things like this. I found God. I found God. Hallelujah. Man, I'm so glad I found God. How do you know God's not the one lost? We don't need to find God. We're the ones lost. God finds us. We're the lost ones. We need to let God find us. You find things that are lost. And God's finding you and God's finding me. The word of God tells us that his eyes are constantly roaming to and fro, watching, looking, pursuing, seeing. He's always thinking about you. You are the apple of his eye. Amen. You are the apple of his eye. Look at verse 4. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. You see, God had to get an attention getter in Moses' life. Looking back over your life, can you go back to a moment where God got your attention? Was it a still small voice? Or did he have to slap you around a little bit? Knock you down maybe. Get you in a desert place over here all by yourself. A some massive moment I remember an immersive experience Sandy and I had. We, we were in college. Our daughter was about six, five years old. We were going to Thanksgiving uh, shopping for Christmas. Coming back, we had a car wreck. Boom. People ran a red light, T-boned us. My wife was paralyzed from the neck down. We go to the hospital. And in the middle of all that, the doctor walks in and goes, Hey, and by the way, you're having a baby. What? Wow. That's a lot to go through in one day. I've learned to listen to still small voices since then. I believe God just wants to nudge us a little bit and go, go this way, go this way, go this way, go this way. I don't think he really wants to have to yell at us, Moses! 
But whatever it takes, he'll get our attention. Sometimes it's through people. Sometimes it's through events. But sometimes it's through God's word. He gets your attention. And I'm telling you, church, we can miss God. Think back over your life. Has there been a time where you missed God? Yeah. Where God gave you an attention getter and you missed it? Moses had a burning bush experience. All of us would go, well, if I had one of those... God's going, well, I've done the same thing. Right now, I've got a guy in front of you who's on fire. He's yelling at you. He's screaming at you. Has he gotten your attention yet? You see, maybe I am your burning bush experience today going, hey, PCA, God is speaking to you. God is calling you. God is directing you. And some people will go out and go, I didn't have much of an experience today. Well, maybe sleep would be an experience. Look at verses 7 and 8. The Lord said, I have indeed sinned the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. God says, I'm about to do something. This is all good news. And I'm sure Moses is going, amen, God. You go do that, baby. You go get those Egyptians. You whip them up good. Get those Hebrews out of slavery. I'm all for that amen. Preach on, preacher. Yeah. God's about to do something. God shares what he's about to do. God wants to do the same with you and me. I'm about to do this in your life. I want to share what it is. We're all going, yes. Amos 3.7 says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Before God does anything in your life, he'll reveal it to you if you listen. He'll show it to you. Here's what I'm about to do. Here's what I want to do in your life. I want to do this or that, but I want you to get ready because I want you to have an experience with me. I want you to get immersed in this experience. I want you to get fired up. Look at verses 9 through 12, Exodus 3. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. What? Uh, who else are you talking to here? I am sending you. Wasn't the news good till about right then? I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? That's human nature. We all say that. Who am I to do this? And God said this. He doesn't give Moses his resume. God says this. I will be with you. He doesn't say, Moses, I'm sending you because you are this, this, and this. No, I'm sending you because I will be with you. I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who sent you. When you have, come, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Talk about the circle of life, man. You're going to go in there. You're going to get them. You're going to deliver them out. You're going to come back to this mountain, the mountain of God, Mount Hor, and you will worship me. Moses responds, who am I? God says, I will be with you. Today, it's not about our resume. It's about God's resume. Who is with you today? If God is for us, who can be against us? Come on. If God is on my side, uh, there's no other sides to take. 
God says, I will be with you. That's all Moses needs to know. You and I today, as we walk through this life, we don't need to know who we are and what our resume is. All we need to know is, is God with me? Am I going in a direction that God has ordained? Am I going where God wants me to go? Is God going before me, fighting my battles for me? Is God going ahead of me, preparing the way for me? Because if he is, that's all I need to know today. And that's all you need to know today. We don't need to know how it's all going to work out. See, we want to know all the details. But, but how? How is all this going to happen? God's going, I'm just going to be with you. And that was good enough for Moses. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to be with you. I've heard people pray a lot of silly prayers through the years. Prayers like... Um, Father, would you bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies as you're going through the drive-thru of the local fried foods, whichever one they may be. I think God may would say, I would if he'd make a better choice at this moment. Or maybe you're going on a trip, and I've done this myself, I've caught myself doing it. Maybe you get ready to go on a trip and say, God, I pray that you go with us. God's going, of course I'm going with you. You think I'm going to stay here and let you go by yourself? No. I had a couple years ago in my office and they were, they were having issues and, and they were wanting to come for premarital counseling. And um, right off the bat they said, Pastor, we just want you to know right up front that we're praying about whether we should live together now or wait till after we're married because we're already living together so we didn't want to kind of break it up so we're praying about that. I got to tell you, in that moment, I'm just saying that's something that should not be prayed about. You know, this is not time to pray about whether a couple should be living together prior to marriage. You just don't pray to God about those kind of things. These are not things to be prayed about. I could think some of us, maybe if God called on us like God called on Moses, we'd all maybe have some silly prayers to offer to God. This is not a time for praying. God has said, hey, I'm getting you fired up. I'm going to be with you. Let's go. Let's don't sit around and figure it all out. Let's just go and, and walk by faith, not by sight. Don't figure out what all the 3D's telling you. Figure out what the Holy Spirit's telling you. Get immersed in the presence of God. What an experience. God spoke to Moses. You know what it did? It made a huge change in his life. I believe when God gets a hold of you, it'll change the direction in your life. Look at Exodus 4.20. So Moses took his wife and sons, put them on a donkey, started back to Egypt, and he took the staff of God in his hand. Wow. He made a drastic change. The place he fled from because he was wanted for a fugitive when he was 40, he's now going, I'm headed back. Why? Because God is with me. This is what God has told me to do. This is what God's spoken to me through his word. He got my attention. It is changing the direction of my life. It is changing the priorities in my life. It is changing the direction of my life. It is changing the values in my life. When God speaks to us, it changes those things in our life. And all of a sudden, we begin to have our mind opened, our vision cleared, and we see things differently. We think differently. Yeah. We begin to understand that everything I have, I, I didn't get it. God gave it to me. It's a gift. 
God gave me the ability to breathe. God gave me the ability to do my job. God gave me the ability to think. All of these things are a gift from God. And God gifted us with this thing called an experience. I want everybody in here to have many experiences with God. Most all of you could get up here today and share experience after experience. Attention getters in your life. When God got your attention, I guarantee you he slowed you down just a little bit to get your attention. He got you in a quiet place. He got you in a place where you were all alone. And for some of you, it didn't take much. For others of you, stubborn kids, he had to knock around just a little bit. Yeah, but God loves us enough to get our attention. Experiences with God. Moses had this experience and it changed the direction of his life. I was thinking about my life, my experiences with God. And so today I want to kind of chart out, if you want to look at it, this is my spiritual kind of chart with God of my life. And it kind of goes something like this. It's like, okay, here, here I was. I got saved. Wasn't that a great time? Praise God. I got saved. And man, I got to tell you, whoo, man, it was good. Man, I went high with God fast. And then all of a sudden, life happens. How many of you ever had life just happen? And then all of a sudden, I, uh, yeah. but hey, wait a minute. Boom. had another time where God was strong and powerful and I saw God do things and, and then there was a time where it was like anybody ever had those times in your life just flat line you come to church feel nothing you're like what's wrong with me what's going on you're like God's speaking I don't hear a thing yeah and all of a sudden man there was a time boom I remember this man I remember that experience. God called me in the ministry. It was powerful. It was awesome. And, and, then, then, and then I realized, oh no, it changed the direction of my life. I had to quit my job, take my family, put them on a donkey, go to Southwestern Seminary and stuff, and, and, and finances went to nothing. Trust in God. Then God, man, he showed up, man, just kept. And then I went into ministry, and boy, I tell you what, that if. Woo, preaching to get you. The preaching's the easy part. It's the people. It's the people. <laughs> They'll amen you on Sunday and old man you on Monday. Uh, then all of a sudden, Lord, I know what I'm doing and, and then whoo, and I feel like right now I'm on this trajectory. Yeah. Hallelujah, man. I'm on fire for God. It's awesome. It's awesome to be on fire for God. And so I look back over my life and I'm like, man, God, these were my mountaintop experiences right here. I remember you speaking to me. I remember you talking to me. And, and man, I got fired up and, and you did so many awesome things. You showed me things. And, and it was wonderful. I thank God for all the mountaintop experiences, don't you? Woo, I love being on the mountain. But... Here's what I think God would do and say, son, you got it just backwards. These were the best times of your life. These were the times where it was just me and you. These 
were the times where I got your attention. These were the times you weren't surrounded by all the church people and you weren't going to conventions and you didn't have all these things lined up on your calendar. These were the times when I got your attention and these are the highlights of your life. Yeah. I believe today God is speaking to you individually. I believe today God has spoken this into my heart to share this with you that God wants you to have a greater experience than you've ever had before. Now, for some of us, that's scary because that may mean change. Yeah. Change of what, Pastor? It may just mean, you know what, you begin to get up every day and read the Word of God and pray every day. It may just mean that when you go to work, you trust God for everything that you do at work, that it will be done according to His pleasure. It may just be that when you go to the marketplace, all of a sudden God shows you somebody that needs a fresh word or an encouragement. Maybe all of a sudden God would use you to help somebody else. I don't know the directions that God puts in our lives. All I know is that God is speaking to me. And if God is speaking to me, God is speaking to you. And he wants you to experience him in a fresh, new way. Fresh fire. Our God is a consuming fire. He burns in us. He burns out all the things that shouldn't be there. But we still are on fire. Today I wish I had time to put everybody's name in the blank. Instead of Moses, Moses, put your name. I'm speaking to you. I want your attention today. I brought you here to this house so that the pastor can get your attention. He's speaking. Are you listening? He's guiding. Are you following? He's pursuing. He wants to find you. Wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, God loves you. You don't ever have to pray, God, do you love me? That's a silly prayer. You don't have to ever pray, God, do you really care about me? Do you know where I am? Do you know what I'm going through? No. God knows. And God cares so much about you. And God loves you so much. He's got a preacher standing on the platform today telling you again and again and again, don't let it fall on deaf ears. Pastor, I've heard this so many times. No, I want the Holy Spirit to take these words and to just put them in fire into your spirit today. God really does know where you're at. And He really does care. And He really does want to help you get out of whatever it is you're in. He doesn't want you to have to go through life out abandoned. He's speaking to you today. He has a direction for your life, a way for you to walk, a way to live, a way to talk, a way to think, a way to see, a way to hear, a way to touch, a way to feel, a way to experience life. A life of abundance. A life of joy. A life of peace. A life of strength. God's gotten... You to a place to where you're all alone, right where you're sitting today. Right there, by yourself.
I'll be the burning bush. Whatever I need to do today, I want you to hear what God is speaking to your heart today. I want you to hear what God is saying, what no mind, nobody else is hearing, what nobody else is feeling. I want you. Holy Spirit, right now, Holy Spirit, I ask you to help me. In my flesh, I am weak. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now to speak into every heart of every individual that's here in this place. Lord, if there are some that feel like they're out in that desert area, good, that's where you speak. The desert means to speak. Lord, there may be some that are just so busy, they just don't have time. They're get up and they're going, going, going today, right now. Let them be still for just a moment. Father, today, if there's some that are heading in the wrong direction, I want to be the attention getter today. I don't want them to have to be in any more peril because they're heading in the wrong direction. I don't want it to be their health or anything cause them harm to get their attention. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, speak. I want you to stand with me. Message. Join us anytime at pcachurch.com and every Sunday at 2313 East Prospect in Ponca City.